What's up, everybody? I go by the name of Doggy Diamonds. You are now listening to No Filter Podcast. No filter means honesty. If you're afraid of honesty, then this ain't the podcast for you. We're going to be honest today. So, according to this, we are live. Let me make sure we are live. Are we live? I want to see it come up, pop up live. We are, yes, we are live. Doggy Dom is no filter. Episode 41. What's up, everybody? I'm here at the office. Um, I wanted to talk, you know, talk on, on this uh, topic because everybody was talking about it and I didn't get a chance to time in, chime in. I said time in. I didn't get a chance to chime in. I've been busy as hell working on a bunch of situations, um, some new ventures for the new year. So that's what I've been working on. So what's up to everybody that's in the chat room? What's up to everybody uh, who's been supporting, everybody who's on the Patreon, uh, everybody who <laughs> everybody who donated, everybody who subscribed. Um, I ho- hopefully this is not lagging or anything like that. Um, that's it. You know what I'm saying? So what's up? Uh, what's going on? Um, so I wanted to talk to everybody about this whole Cameron and May shit. So let's do this, right? First of all, when we dealing with Cameron and Mace, it seemed like Cam been throwing shots at Mace for a long time. And Cam went on the Breakfast Club and was like, I never diss Mace. And I was like, Cam, you diss Mace before. Cut it out. You did diss him before. So Kate, so so uh Mace finally fired back, man. And um uh the Oracle, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. I was not expecting that. Oracle to come out and that shit hit. I was like, yo, that's murder mace right there. And um when Cam shot back, it was like he was going to, I thought he said he was gonna drop his joint like the uh um uh uh January 1st. So I was like, why would he wait all the way to January 1st uh to drop his disc? We know Cameron for dropping immediately. As soon as somebody diss Cameron, he come right back. You know what I'm saying? So um, he was like, he going to wait that long. But he put the little snippet out on Instagram and everything. And um, I was like, yo, if he wait that long, he automatically lost. But he didn't wait. He ended up putting it right out. Now, first of all, when you deal with the Oracle, true or not, we don't know what's true because we don't know any of them. I don't know Cam or Mace personally. I don't know any of their Harlem business. I don't know their backstory. But what I will say is when that article dropped, I was like, holy shit. Because who was expecting that? Now, when that shit dropped, that shit had the internet on fire, the streets, everybody was talking about it. I didn't get a chance to talk about it publicly because, you know, like I said, I've been working on a lot of things. You see, I don't even have no haircut, none of that shit. I've been working on a lot of things. Y'all going to see what I've been working on real soon. Um, Cam, when he finally let the record go, first of all, the record was horribly mixed. And I don't want to hear that you on tour, none of that, Cam. Cut that shit out, bro. You are a professional. You do music for a living. They got studios and tour buses. They got studios and and uh, you could set a studio up anywhere now. So all that the um the record wasn't mixed. 
come on, stop that. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that to us. You can't, don't do that to us. Like we know better. Definitely. Anybody could mix anything on a damn laptop. I could mix a song right now on a laptop. You know what I'm saying? So all that, it wasn't mixed. We heard that it wasn't mixed, but I think he got away with not mixing a lot of shit for so long. And you it, with that disc, you couldn't play with that because even if you listen back to Boss of All Bosses, sonically, those songs wasn't really mixed the way they supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I think he, uh, I think he thought he could do his typical Cameron jokey joke shit and the people wasn't feeling it. So from the consensus of the people, um, everybody's saying Mace won. Everybody's saying Mace won. What do I think? You know who really lost in the whole situation of the Cameron and, and May shit? Jada Kiss and Fab lost because they had just dropped a, 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 um, a project. And that this, them disc records overshadowed their project. So honestly, out of everybody who lost, Cam might have lost the battle. But Jada Kiss and Fab really lost because they dropped the joint project finally. And that shit got overshadowed by the Mace disc. Nobody gave a fuck about the Jada Kiss and Fab project the way they should have, because that Mace dick disc pause took all the momentum. I'm about to say, I don't know what the fuck I was saying, but yo, that shit just took all the momentum. That shit just just killed that whole everything that we was thinking about from um Jada Kiss and Fab. So I thought that was fucked up because you know that that Jada Kiss and Fab project was so many years in the making and it's so fucking dope. You know what I'm saying? And um, that shit just killed their momentum. But honestly, on wax, camera on loss. We got to keep it a buck. You couldn't, that was murder of Mace right there. You know what I'm saying? And um, Mace never been corny on that mic. He never been corny in that booth. He, he, you know, he might've had a, a, a way about him that we didn't fuck with. It might have been a way he did the pastor thing and then he came back, you know what I'm saying? And um rapped again. Then he went back to the pastor thing again. So we wasn't feeling for that. But when it comes to him on that mic in that booth, pause for anybody. Um Mace never been garbage. You know what I'm saying? Like Mace was was a, a lyrical threat at one point. You know what I'm saying? And I and I never thought. Personally, uh, Cameron Ron better than Mace ever. Like, I never thought that. Never. So, um, Mace definitely, uh, he definitely took that one. Overall, career, at the highlight of Mace's career, I probably would have want to have the Mace success, even though it was, uh, Short-lived because of him. Um, being affiliated with Bad Boy, I don't know if I would have personally did that. Um, because of, you know, just the whole Bad Boy shit. But um, Cameron, I think we could say probably had a better career. But Cameron has a lot of ups and downs in his career, too. Uh, just the conflict with his brothers will always overshadow his... Um, his uh, highlights to me, you know, just having fallen outs with Jim Jones and, and Jewels, it and even Vado, um, it, it just always 
um, how can I say this? It always made me look at his career a little funny. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know, like something about the business always seemed like it was a little off, you know, um, and I can't really knock that. Um, but, you know, I know J.R. Ryder has had gripes. I know Hell Rail has had gripes. I know everybody um, has had gripes with Cameron as far as how they did business. That don't mean that um, he's wrong, though, because as I heard Jim Jones say before, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. But I think in this business, we really think when somebody's our man and they putting us on, they really going to um, really look out for us. And sometimes they just don't. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's really only, you know, only uh, like some business shit, you know. But me personally, coming into this shit, I never wanted anything from anybody that I didn't deserve. Like, I didn't, I never wanted to take everything from somebody or more than I needed for them to be able to, to sustain and survive. Um, I think in this business, we come across people and we, we, we be like, yo, I could change your life. I could put you on. And then you say by putting them on, you're going to really give them a boost. But then at the same time, you want to take uh, more a lot from them. I've never been like that. You know what I'm saying? It could be to my hindrance. It could be what's, you know, to my detriment that I've never been a greedy individual. I've never been the type of person that say I'm assigned a bunch of people under me and I'm going to take everything from them. I just, I always believe in, giving people a fair shot. That's why when I started doing um, the Beef and Broccoli show with Coco was like, yo, it's your show. You're 50-50 with me. You know what I'm saying? I never was like, yo, it's my show. I'm putting you on and I get, you know, 80%. You get 20 or I get 90, you get 10. It always was like, you know, um, uh, uh, it's always been like, you know, we 50 50, you know what I'm saying? And, and, um, that, that's just the way I think you got to do your people because for me, robbing your people or taking from your people, or it's like taking from yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you really love somebody and care about somebody and you really cha- want to change their life and you get to know their family, you get to know their children, you get to know their mother, their significant others. Why would you take their money and, they can't take care of these people that you get to know and love, you know, because then when you have a falling out, because everybody has some type of uh, disagreements, but I don't ever want to be in a disagreement with you. And I know that I just took your money, you know what I'm saying? And then now you can't feed your family. I just think that shit is just really fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Just for me personally. Now, if we have an agreement and we say, yo, look, we going to go into agreement for a year, you know, let me get your publishing or a certain amount of your publishing for this time. And then I sell it back to you or give it back to you. That's different, but you can't take all of somebody's shit. And that's what this business is built off of just taking everything from people and leaving them with nothing. And I just think that that shit is horrible. You know what I'm saying? So I know Cameron has been accused of that shit. I can't really say he did it or not because he didn't do it to me. You know what I'm saying? So I can't say, well, yeah, he did this or that, but that's been the gripe that everybody who has done business with him always accused him of, you know, really just cutting out with most of the money, you know. Um, but uh, back to the camera on the Mace thing, um, I really thought, I thought Mace won. And 
people was making a lot of excuses for Cameron. A lot of shit Cam was saying in that Breakfast Club interview too. Some of that shit wasn't right and exact because when we look back at the Rucker shit, some of that shit he said that happened at Rucker, we saw different. When he was saying Jim and um uh Gutter had a, a fist a one on one, that ain't what I saw. So I think he need to review. The, he said he never saw the tape. Maybe he need to review that tape. I know he was there. But he need to look back at that tape. That shit was not no one-on-one. And Jim Jones, you know, um, definitely, you know, did what he needed to do in that situation. But I just never been in a situation where I seen my man fight and didn't jump in. You know what I'm saying? I, I, that's just me personally. You know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, overall, um, you know, Cameron is, is still incredible. Uh, he has a lot of records that I love. You know, my, my iPod, my gym workout list is definitely um filled with a lot of camera music dip set as a as a whole definitely um you know uh is definitely in heavy rotation mace don't really have too many songs in heavy rotation but when you think about shit like 24 hours to live um you know what song i like from mace that that uh many people might not really like i like um that tell me what you want from me shit. Him featuring Total, yo, I love that shit. You know what I'm saying? I love that record. And I love um I like the um the get ready joint, the second single off the off the second album. That shit is just is dope. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that shit is dope. You know what I'm saying? But um that's that's really it, man. You know what I'm saying? That's really it. So that's really my take, man. I'm really saying um Oh, somebody said free um KK. Shout out to KK, man. KK Atlanta um KK. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the homie right there. You know what I'm saying? Um, but um, yeah, that's that's my take. I thought Cameron lost lyrically. He definitely lost. Um, and again, I'm gonna say it again. I never thought um I never really thought uh Cameron was better than um was better than uh Mace lyrically anyway. I thought he had more street appeal, a better overall music career. Uh but ball for ball, Mace ain't no fucking he ain't no joke. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if I could take credibility away from somebody because of where they was um born or not born. I, I think Cameron saying Mace is from Jacksonville, Florida. What I don't I don't see the significance of that. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't really see the Yo, he's not really from Harlem. It's like, what that got to do with anything? You know, um, a lot of people is not really from places, but they rep the place and really, um, you know, put the place on the map. So if, you know, because you can't say, oh, he's not really from Harlem, but you was down with him on some Harlem shit. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, uh, I think that that's, that's kind of fucked up. Even when he was taking Jim Jones Harlem credibility away. I, I really didn't like that because I'm like Jim Jones put Harlem on his back. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't I don't I don't really like that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know me know I lived um in Staten Island. You know what I'm saying? Um I was born and raised in Brooklyn, lived in Staten Island for a little while. So if I come and I say I want to rep Staten Island, nobody can't say, Oh, you're not really from Staten Island, you from Brooklyn. Just like people can't say you're not really from Brooklyn, you're really from Staten Island. I got love for both places. I'm a New Yorker. I rep Brooklyn because I spent most of my life in Brooklyn, but I do have political ties to Staten Island. So you can't 
you can't take that from me. You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't take Harlem from from Mace. You you can't do that because Mace will always be a staple in Harlem. We're always going to look at him as Harlem. We're always going to say when we think Harlem, we're always going to say Dipset as a unit. We're always going to say Big L, and Big L is really the king of Harlem. Let's not get it fucked up. The king of Harlem will always be Big L. I don't care what nobody do. I don't care what nobody uh say. Big L will always be the king of Harlem, even in his um in in his uh in his death. You know what I'm saying? Even when he's not here physically, Big L is always be the king of Harlem. But I'm gonna say this though, right? When we think of Harlem, we think of Dipset as a whole. We think of um I think of um Big L. I think of uh Herb McGruff. I think of um. Gotta, you can't forget about McGruff, man. See, I don't really think about Puffy, and Puffy's from Harlem. You know what I'm saying? But I, I but I think of Dipset. I think of Mace. I think of Big L. I think of Dane Grease. I think of Max B. I think of uh, who else is Harlem? I think of Cool Mo D. Um, I think of Dougie Fresh. Um. I think of I think of many people from Harlem, but you can't really just take like dudes Harlem, you know, a uh, uh, card from it, card, Harlem card from them. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people put on from Harlem, and it's a lot of shining stars from Harlem. You know what I'm saying? A lot of uh, uh, shining stars. Oh, Black Rob too. We got to say Black Rob. When I say um, Dipset, I'm talking about Jr. Ryder too. Jr. Ryder's from Harlem. You know what I'm saying? Harlem got a lot of dope motherfuckers. Yo, I'm going to keep it real with you, man. People in Harlem, they love Rich Porter the way us Brooklyn people love Mike Tyson. Rich Porter is like the Harlem Mike Tyson. Like, no matter what, um, people will always think of, <laughs> they love Rich Porter, man. You know what I'm saying? We love motherfucking Mike Tyson in Brooklyn. But um, I, I, I didn't say Dame Dash because Dame Dash is... um. He's not a rapper. You know, I'm just talking about rappers because because if you're going to talk about Harlem, it's a lot of um people um from from Harlem. You know what I'm saying? That uh, uh that were dope, period. You know what I'm saying? But um, I also think of um other people like uh American Cream Team. My, my homie Baby Dad is from um they used to call him Twizzy. He's from Harlem. Um, then you got to think about AZ. Alpo, I know a lot of people um uh from um Harlem don't really like to affiliate with AZ, but he's a part of that story. Um when I was um when I was living in Staten Island, I lived in Park Hill and I lived in New Brighton. You know what I'm saying? I lived in 160 Park Hill and I lived in New Brighton. But um, you know, again, if we recap it, if y'all just joined us, um Cameron loss. But you know, shit, think about lyrically you lose and then you drop a sneaker. Oh, I, I didn't say uh, a mafia. My bad. A mafia, definitely. But I but that's like you could put that back into um uh back into the dipset realm. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna front. I don't really think of ASAP mob. ASAP mob don't shout out to my homeboy um ASAP Yams. I knew ASAP Yams for a long time. We used to be on the message board together and we used to talk a lot um, on the message board. You know, I don't know if y'all know what message boards are, but it's like where Boxton is. 
or like the collie is, but it's like a box thing, it's a message board. And me and ASAP Yams used to talk so for years, since maybe like 1999 on a message board. And then one day I seen him at, at um, uh, what's the name of this place? It's not Urban Plaza, it's uh, shit. I can't think of the name right now. I seen him, he's like, yo, it's me. Uh, it's me from, from um, the name of it was called Trickology. He's like, yo, it's me, Steve Arelli. That's that's his other name too, Steve Arelli. And he was like, yo, I'm ASAP Yams. I'm like, homie, you ASAP Yams? He was like, yeah. I was like, yo, I was like, damn, look how long we knew each other. And we used to always talk about um, music. Me and him used to always talk about music on the message board. And he knew what I was doing and I knew what he was doing. And that shit was just so crazy that we... uh you know, knew each other for so long. And he went on to put that whole ASAP shit together and it was just so successful. So when he passed away, I was like, damn, we never really got a chance to link back up. But just seeing him in person, he like, Doggy Diamonds, what's up? And I'm like, yo, what's up? He was like, yo, it's me, uh, Steve Borelli. I'm like, oh shit. He's like, yeah, I'm ASAP Yams. I'm like, yo, get the fuck out of here. That shit was dope. And that's the dope shit about um, music. And um, when you know somebody and y'all do music, and y'all y'all in the business, but y'all don't like lean on each other. And then you see people do things and be successful in different places, but it ain't like, oh, he's successful. Let me go ride his wave or I'm successful. Come ride my wave. It's just like, yo, it's just, uh, you know, people just have a mutual respect for each other in, in this business and shit. Cause it is a lot of shit. I got a lot of business going on. That's why, you know, I got a lot of interviews as y'all know, I didn't drop yet, but I definitely got, um, a lot of shit in the works right now. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Bird Gang Shooter too. Low key, right? This is, I'm a, I'm a, fuck it. I'm going to do it. Low key. Low key because it's not on the major scale that it should be. But Bird Gang Shooter, Shooter Nantre, at Shooter Nantre on Twitter, Instagram, and you could tell him I said this. Bird Gang Shooter. When it comes to fact rap, reality rap, and just that pain and that passion, nobody ain't fucking with him from Harlem right now. Nobody. I, when he rap and I listen to his shit, I'm like, see, this is what the fuck I'm talking about. Because see, me personally, I like shit that, that hits me here, hits me in my heart, hits me up here. You know, it's cool to, you know... Uh, when dudes be rapping about, but the shit he say is so real. The shit he say is so uh, reality based on what I've been through, what I've seen, what I've, uh, uh, some of my homies in the mountains, free my homie Turf, free my homie Trife Senior, you know what I'm saying? Free my homie Bam. You know, when I think about people that's in the mountains and shoot a kick that shit he kicked, it's like, yo, it just hit right there. And I'd be like, damn, like, you know, so shout out to um Shooter Nine Trey. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he goes by um Burgang Shooter anymore, but I know that his name is Shooter 93. You know what I'm saying? Um Shooter is fucking incredible, man. And um, you know, I I I I hope, you know, I hope one day that he really gets the push that he deserves. I really hope one day the world gets to hear how dope he is on uh a grand scale because he just so fucking dope, man. You know what I'm saying? He's fucking dope. And it's like me, I like when I hear somebody rap that, you know, I, I just gravitate toward the same type rap. That's what made me like Beanie Siegel. Um, 
that's that's what makes me like I like that fact shit. I like that shit that just touches me right here. Um, because we go through shit as black men um in this country, and we go through shit when we see like, you know, with police in the streets, um, significant others, family, relatives, and when you when you hear some of these guys rap. That shit just touch you right here. You know what I'm saying? It's like on my song at the um on Flex, my song on um the BT Awards, shit like that. It's like that shit is just so real to me. You know what I'm saying? Like Beanie Siegel's song Change Gonna Come. Yo, I love music like that. Um the 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 another song that's dope. I see y'all in the chat room too. I'm gonna get to y'all in a minute. Another um song that's dope is um Beanie Siegel Chains Gonna Come. And um Nas got another song called Um Live Now. Yo, I love that record. Live Now is my favorite Nas song ever. But I like songs that's really, really uh sentimental songs that make me think, make me reflect. I, that's that's my type of music, you know what I'm saying? And shout out to um K Slay too. K Slay is definitely Harlem. You know what I'm saying? I think he's from the east side of Harlem. I don't know the politics of East Side, West Side Harlem. I I really don't know. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to K Slay. Uh K Slay really um really reason why we got a big up K Slay, and I wish K Slay was a little bit more celebrated. I'm not whining or complaining from anybody because K Slay is definitely uh a, a a legend and did shit that definitely, you know, make him a staple in New York City. But what I love about K Slay is that he never wavered from who he was. And again, that could be what's hindering him. But, you know, as a man, when you could live in your own skin with who you are, and K-Slade, man, is responsible for the success of every rapper in New York. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think a lot of times Slade don't really be getting that love that he deserved. I think a lot of times a lot of dudes don't be um, reaching back with Slade the way they should. And this is just my observation. This is not uh, based off of any conversation that me and him had. It's not based off of, you know, um, him saying this. It's just sometimes I'd be like, damn, I wouldn't even know who they was if it wasn't for Slay. You know what I'm saying? And you got to think Slay got his show, Street Sweepers Radio. And he got, um, you know, um, the drama hour on Hot 97. And, um, you know, K. Slade definitely put on for New York City, man. When 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 everybody was playing trap and everybody was going to the South on their playlist, and I'm talking about Self, I'm talking about Flex, I'm talking about um, um, Clue and different people. K. Slade always kept that shit New York, hardcore New York music, and um, I don't think he get a lot of credit that he deserved for keeping it um New York. So shout out to K. Slade, man. Um. For, for doing that. And, and like I said, many artists in New York that's popping owe their career to K Slay because he definitely uh, showed a lot of people love, man, and, and definitely, you know, helped a lot of people through their jail bids, you know, with the magazine, Straight Stunting Magazine, and also, um you know, playing that street shit, you know what I'm saying? So shout out to, um you know, um, Hold on. My computer's trying to restart while we're doing this. What the fuck is going on? We're not restarting nothing now. 
You know what I'm saying? Cut it out. What the fuck is up with my computer? But um, shout out to K Slay, man. I, I definitely had to shout him out because he definitely um, you know, put on for hip hop culture in New York City in the world. And um, he put together a lot of dope ass collaborations too, man. He had a record called Joe, Joe, and Joe with Joe Button. Fat Joe and Joe the singer, man. That shit is just so dope. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to everybody in the chat room. Reason why I wasn't talking to y'all in the chat room, because um I'm live and this is a podcast live. So all of y'all are on Doggy Diamonds No Filter episode 41. You know what I'm saying? So that's why um I was uh not really talking to y'all in the chat room. So now I'm gonna talk to y'all in the chat room and we're live on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to y'all, everybody in the chat room for being live on the podcast, episode 41. Somebody hit me today on the Patreon, one of the Patreons, and was like, yo, um, give me where the fuck is the new shit at? And I was like, damn, I am fucking up. I ain't doing nothing. But yo, I've been working on some dope shit. Uh yo, I got a lot of shit in the works. You know what I'm saying? Y'all gonna see uh what I've been working on. So that's why I haven't really been doing this um this this shit for a little while. But um I got a lot of shit. So shout out to everybody that's in the chat room. I want to shout out y'all names. Y'all gonna hear yourself on episode 41. This is on YouTube, but a lot of times if you just want to hear the audio, you definitely have to uh I'm it's doggy diamonds no filter on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. So Please subscribe to the iTunes if you have the iPhones, which I have. And um, if you want to uh, hear it on um, uh, SoundCloud, if you have SoundCloud, Doggy Diamonds No Filter. So make sure y'all subscribe to Doggy Diamonds No Filter on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. You know what I'm saying? And I have a Patreon account. You know, I'm independent. I'm in, you know, in the office space downtown Brooklyn. I wish y'all could see the view. And, um, you know, I do all of this, uh, you know, uh, by myself, you know, just for y'all, you know. So um, that's what it is, man. And, and I thank y'all, man. Y'all been really, really holding me down. We almost close to 100,000 subscribers. Thank everybody for supporting. Um, you know, we almost had 100,000 subscribers. Um when I get a hundred thousand, they send me a plaque to say congratulations on your hundred thousand subscribers. So shout out to um everybody who um you know who 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 subscribe, who hit the bell for the notifications, and um everybody who could hear it right now on um on uh 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 who's listening on iTunes right now, everybody who's listening on SoundCloud, shout out to y'all. And um I had some ice cream today, I'm happy about that. You know, um, I love ice cream. I love Cold Stone. You know what I'm saying? I don't get to eat it often. Um, yeah, somebody said, what happened to Poster Boy? I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what happened to Poster Boy. But shout out to everybody in the chat room. I do want to, you know, go off the names. Dexter Fuqual, Lynch Driven, Lisa Lee, David Dixon, Pauls, BMH3 TV, Mac Nasty, Jason Smith, Money 304, Global Media Inc. Shout out to you. Red Hot Candles, KC for Life, Derek Mitchell, uh, Sapphire. Shout out to Sapphire. Even though um, Sonetta like to call you Sapphire, but your name is Sapphire. Sapphire Living, um, AR Mitch, um, Everything Howell, uh, Munchie Bedstock. You know what I'm saying? Um, Lafonso Moffitt, Mike Jones, uh, uh, Arnold Vaughn. Jigger 1017, Pepper D, 
um, uh, do the knowledge radio. Shout out to the homie, um, Orbit, Kenny Dutton, Jazz Buntu, Sire New York, better ass friends. Damn, that's fucked up. Better ass friends. Moldon, Troy of OBC 1976, Dr. Yaya, my homegirl, Corey Hamilton, Brother Sankofa, Sean Steed, uh, King Tariq, Bars and Hooks, Hip Hop TV, Max Payne, uh, McKinley Roseby, Slim Change, uh, Lou Nichols, Stacey Lynn, uh, Ron Solo. I'm shouting you out, even though you, you, know, you said some fuck shit a minute ago. I saw that, but it is what it is. I don't even, yo, listen, man. I'm such Jamie Starr, um, B. Easy, um, John Durrier. I'm such in a good motherfucking space, man. I don't even be letting shit get me mad. You know what I'm saying? Adams Inc., 71. That's the homie who's been supporting since day one. Demetrius Williams, um, Doug Brown. You know what I'm saying? I'm such in a good space, man. I don't even be letting shit get me mad. Philly in the motherfucking building. David Campbell, Asa Jones. Uh, War P, Lacey Turner, Darkside, uh, South Florida, what's up? C Rip, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Greg Burke, Mr. Soulfly 1990. You know, um, no, I could control myself, it's your opinion, but you know, I think when you start being disrespectful, see, that's the whole shit with, with individuals, right? And, and with this podcast and shit, with anything, right? A lot of times, I'm not, you know, I'm just who I am. I don't think that I'm anybody fucking, you know, special or anybody great or whatever. I just do what I do. And, you know, for those who love it and support it, cool. For those who don't, whatever. But I think a lot of times people just think that it's cool to just be disrespectful and say funny style shit and call you a fuck boy or all this crazy shit. And I just don't get it because I'm like, yo, you don't even fucking know me. You know what I'm saying? Like, what did I do to an individual to have these opinions about me? you know, based off of my opinion, you know what I'm saying? And the funniest shit is that I be wanting people to know, yo, I be punching niggas in their face, you know what I'm saying? Like on some real shit, like I'm not the type of person that people play with, you know what I'm saying? People don't tell me, suck, yo, suck my dick. People don't do that shit to me because I don't give off that energy. So a lot of times when people um, do that shit, I be like, Yo, what's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? And that just ain't no um, no grown man shit. You know what I'm saying? Like on some real shit. When I walk around the streets, I show so much love to people. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's just really what it's about. Giving a lot of motherfuckers, you know, showing people love and, 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 and being on that mission and shit. All that crazy shit. Like, I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, so you got up and you went on somebody's live stream to talk crazy to them. It's like, just listen. Let's keep it a buck. There's so many beautiful women in the world. A lot of motherfuckers got a uh, 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 lot of significant others. Would you rather talk crazy to a man on a motherfucking um, stream or, or live stream or YouTube and or just have sex with a woman like I'd rather be with a woman than it be you know what I'm saying it's Friday night we having a good time you know what I'm saying and nobody you know everybody's not supposed to agree with me that's the good thing about um uh, that's the good thing about uh 
opinions. We're not always supposed to agree, but motherfuckers be saying slick shit and be disrespectful. Because I could disagree with people without being disrespectful. I have a platform to be disrespectful all day. You notice when people come at me, I don't even be responding to a lot of that shit. Because I be like, yo, man, if I see this nigga, I skin him alive, straight up and down. I give, I give a nigga a wedgie. I pull the fucking drawers up to the back of his neck. You know what I'm saying? And give him a noogie and kick him in his ass and send him on his way. Because that's how shit, that's how, you know, some of us give it up. You know what I'm saying? But I don't, I don't walk around with that energy. So a lot of times when people be coming, I'll be like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you need a hug. You need motherfucking, uh, you, you need love. You know what I'm saying? And I can't give it to you through the screen. You know what I'm saying? But I do fuck with a lot of y'all. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I, I do fuck with a lot of y'all. And a lot of y'all um, show me love. And um, shout out to um, Atlanta. Atlanta showed me a lot of love out there. The Black Power Awards was very, very dope. Um, I was happy about um, winning the, the, uh, the Black Power Award because it was for broadcast media. And um, my award was the last award of the night. So shout out to DJ and the whole staff. I know a lot of people was very, very complaining. Um, complaining about the Black Power Awards, and I don't really get it because my my thing is this: we always say we hate um uh we hate BT, we hate MTV, we hate this, we hate that. So here it is: we got a situation where this is something created by Black people, and instead of us supporting it, we find ways to knock that shit. And I'm like, yo, no matter what we do, motherfuckers is always going to be disgruntled. You know what I'm saying? So that shit is is just, you know, crazy. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I don't get it. But I was happy to get my motherfucking award. Um, I was happy for the, the for the connects I made out there. I was happy for uh, the 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 people that I got to meet. And um, that's really what it's at. Like, and, and there's a bunch of black people in the room, you know, dressed. It was so much love there. And that's what it's really all about. You know what I'm saying? That's what a lot of this shit is really all about. Coming together as people and just really just building and kicking it. You know what I'm saying? Opposed to, uh, you know, going there and and, and being standoffish. And, I, and that's, the, that's the thing with black people I don't get. Like, how do we look at each other and say, uh, Yo, I don't like that nigga, whatever the case. How could you not like somebody that you don't know? I think we buy into personas and and uh I don't want to say, yeah, it is a persona thing, but I think we buy into characters. You know what I'm saying? And um I'm not a fucking character. I'm an individual and how I am uh is people in here in the chat room who has uh spoke to me on the phone, who's been around me. I am the same way at all times. Like, I don't switch up. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I'm motherfucking somebody special. You know what I'm saying? I just do my thing. And, and I really like, um, you know, uh, I really like being around my people. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm around my people, I'll be happy. You know, we, we have a good time. And, and that's really what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just happy that I'm a, I'm a dude from Brooklyn who's you know, live in my reality because a dream is something that you, you know, that's in, almost in a sleep state. So I don't say I'm living my dream because I never dreamt to do this. I knew that this shit was going to be a reality. Everything that I'm doing now, I knew was going to be reality. And, and I wanted to say this to y'all. 
A lot of times you might be doing something and it seems like it's going to take forever for you to achieve that. And um, sometimes that shit might take a while, you know, but if you keep at it, consistent um, and persistent, you're going to get it. You know what I'm saying? You're definitely going to get it. You just got to keep at it. And um, that's that's really what it's all about. So um, anybody got any questions for me in the chat room, I'm going to read them out loud. So they're going to be um, live on the podcast. Everybody's going to hear your name and your question. So let's do some um, let's do some questions real quick. See, Ron Solo, you're just somebody that I just, you know, see th- th- that mentality right there is kind of corny because you're saying if this nigga can pop online, I know I can. That's the wrong mentality to have because I've been popping in the streets before I was popping online. You just don't know me, but a lot of your favorite artists that you might like respect and look up to know who I am. And I'm definitely responsible for a lot of shit. And that's a fucked up mentality to have. I'm not emotional and I'm sensitive about anything. I'm trying to give you a motherfucking jewel. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to help you with your shit, but see you so standoffish. And so, and I'm even saying your name. I don't got to say your name. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't got to say your name. So I'm, you know, you know, it, it is what it is. Just because y'all just saw me on camera, that don't mean that I ain't been putting it in. You know what I'm saying? I don't even want to block you with no shit. I don't own no jewels. Come on, man. Anybody who know me, see, but see, this is what I'm saying. This is the confrontation that I'm supposed to be having with you. I'm not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, why did I choose this platform? Because this shit is free. This is the best free platform. Another thing that I wanted to tell people about, um, uh, about, all right, now you get blocked because at the end of the day, you want to argue with me and I don't even argue with women. So we're not going to do that. Fuck out of here. You have a nice night. Anyway, so um, reason why I chose YouTube, because YouTube is the only um, uh, app that's in every phone. So when you say SoundCloud, people have to download SoundCloud. When you say you're on iTunes, people have to um, uh, people have to uh, have an iPhone. But YouTube is in every phone. You know what I'm saying? This is me and my own. Yeah, I know who Zuri is. I'm always sweating. Huh? Get, get the hell off here. I show Zuri every time. Yeah. Y'all know I'm sweating, huh? So anyway, uh, so so uh, you know, this is this is the, the only thing that's in everybody's phone. You have to download Instagram, you have to download Facebook, but YouTube is in everything. So a lot of times um, people, you, you know, you don't have to say download YouTube and YouTube. I'm giving you all information that you all got to really, um, you know, pay attention to. But with YouTube, when you say um, uh, uh, when people are looking for a recipe, when you're looking for a new song, when you're looking for a game walkthrough, where you go, you go to YouTube. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's that's what it that's really what, it, what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? Um, so. Uh, you gotta, you know, YouTube is dope. So um, I don't, I never had to download YouTube. YouTube is always on my own, on my, uh, YouTube is on every phone. What are you talking about? You don't have to download YouTube. How do you feel about Aladdin, Xander, the Blickies, OG product, drill rap scene? 
I don't really know too much about that. Um, I don't really know too much about that. Uh, if you talk about product, product DVD, I've seen some of his work. Uh, shout out to him. The Blickies, I've seen them. I think they're from Brooklyn. I'm kind of Brooklyn biased, so don't ask me about nobody from Brooklyn because I'm always going to support them. I ain't going to lie to you. So shout out to everybody from Brooklyn. Shout out to the Blickies. Shout out to, um, I guess, the Aladdin kid if he's from Brooklyn. Shout out to him. Shout out to product DVD too. You know what I'm saying? Um, I like anybody from my borough and um, I'm willing to work with anybody from my borough. You know, because um, even a lot of times when we say we don't like somebody music or we don't like what they're doing, that's when me as somebody who's been in the game for a while could even get around them and put them under my tutelage and show them shit and give them information. So we quick to throw people away and say, oh, I don't like their music and fuck this and this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? No, you don't. You don't just throw them away. You get around them and you give them education the best way you could. And then you can be educated also because you start learning things about them. I don't know how some of these guys um, grew up. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how some of these dudes, and I'm pretty sure we have a lot of um, uh, of the same backgrounds. You know what I'm saying? But it's different because they're living in the now. Some of the shit that they want to do, I did already. You know what I'm saying? So all I can say to them, yo, bro, at the end of the day, I did this, did this, did that. This happened to me. That happened to me. That happened to me. So watch out for this. Watch out for that. Because we could sit here and say, yo, we hate little Yachty. We hate little Uzi Vert. But these motherfuckers is, is counting mad bread. Now, if they're not in a situation where they gave up their manhood, uh, I'm talking about literally, if they didn't give up their manhood, if they didn't really harm anybody with their music, I can't really knock their music. If a motherfucker want to wear a blouse, I'm not wearing no blouse. I don't fuck with that. But when you really think about it, right, it's thousands of motherfuckers who support that shit. So is it is he wrong for wearing a blouse or the people wrong for fucking with somebody who's wearing a blouse? Because really think about it, right? I keep trying to tell y'all, these individuals are trolling y'all. They're not really like that. They're doing it because they know that you're going to talk about them. That's, that's really what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? So when they do shit and everybody talking about them, they win. Word of mouth is the biggest free promotion. So if I did some off the wall shit like, uh, whatever, and it goes viral and everybody's talking about it. I'm lit. Exposure is the new money to people. So remember we had, and I, and I don't, you know, I, I'm, I should be a little uh, more sensitive about this word, but, um, remember we had the whole, um, uh, we, oh shit. Yeah. Track masters. That's my family. You know what I'm saying? Um, Remember the whole uh, slow people phase, the Welvins, the A-Towns, the other dudes. Cardi B was a part of that slow people phase. You know what I'm saying? They got popping from being slow and people laughing at them. But then it wasn't so funny when they started getting walkthroughs. It wasn't so funny when they were buying cars. It wasn't so funny uh, when they started um you know, getting homes and getting all this money. So we're saying, oh, look, he's retarded. But his retarded ass found a way to get money So and take care of himself and his family. So how retarded is he if we're laughing at him, but you're also paying him? 
So who's really retarded? You know what I'm saying? Who's really retarded? Because he can't help, they can't help the way they were born. But you think it's funny, so you're willing to pay them to laugh at them. Think about it. You know what I'm saying? So who's really retarded? So I didn't like how they were, I felt like they were being exploited in certain situations. That kind of bothered me a little bit. But people be paying to see fucking A-Town in the club. Just really think about that shit. You know what I'm saying? And um, when you think about people who slow, you think Biz Markie is not a little off? You know what I'm saying? But he's talented. You know what I'm saying? Biz Markie is talented. So, you know, a lot of times you be laughing at motherfuckers and they be laughing right to the bank. It's like wrestling. You think that a motherfucker put on, he, you think a motherfucker walk around with tights on all day and walk out to this intro music? No, they don't do that shit. But Hulk Hogan becomes Hulk Hogan when he steps in the ring and people bought into that shit. So at the end of the day, motherfuckers is in character. Why you think so many rappers are good actors? Why you think they uh, just jump right into a movie and can act their ass off? And you be like, damn, he never took acting lessons because they whole shit. I am calling Bismarcky retarded. You know what I'm saying? Because he's, he's a little off. You know what I'm saying? But how off is he if he's a fucking millionaire? You know what I'm saying? So um, it's the same thing with, with, with hip hop. You know what I'm saying? You think a motherfucker is, is you think DMX is in the crib with his mother like, yo, make me some fucking eggs. You know what I'm saying? He ain't going to be like that with his mother. He's going to be, I don't mean his mother per se, but you know, his, his loved ones. He's going to be a certain way. But when he's DMX the artist, he's going to be a certain way. You understand what I'm saying? And that's what we buy into. So, uh, you know, that's that's the that's the reality of it. So I think a lot of times we keep forgetting that artists are real people. We keep forgetting that artists are regular ass people and they're not always in fucking artist mode. You know what I'm saying? They're not always in artist mode. A lot of times they're in artist mode when you see them. But when they um when they're not fucking um, uh, uh doing their artist thing, they're fucking regular ass motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to um the Juice Crew. Uh, I think I think seen somebody said on um, uh was the Lord Jamal interview still coming? Yes, the Lord Jamal interview is still coming. The Talib Kweli interview is still coming. A lot of um uh a lot of interviews are still coming out. I'm just waiting to. I have a new uh situation that I'm working on, so I was kind of saving those for the new situation. But yes, shout out to uh, everybody. Uh, I got some, listen, man, when I tell you I got some dope shit coming, I got some dope shit coming. I'm just really just waiting on this new situation to come about. I got a lot of ventures, you know, uh, it's the fourth quarter. Um, and then when you go into the first quarter, that's when new um, money comes and new situation and new deals, uh, um, get signed. So that's what I'm waiting on and shit. You know, um, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm a workaholic. You know what I'm saying? Anybody who know me could tell you I'm always uh, working on something. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm an entrepreneur. And um, shout out to Ali Vegas, man. We over 1.2 million views, man. 1.2 million views with that Ali Vegas interview. Um, and somebody took my shit and put it on their YouTube and they got 2 million views on YouTube. So, um, you know. That's that's what that's what happens. Um, the Beef and Broccoli show was coming back in effect strong. Um, me and um Coco was working on some shit, so 
I got a lot of shit working. You know what I'm saying? Yo, listen, let's keep it a buck. 1.2 million views and climbing on the Ali Vegas interview. What did Ali Vegas say in the interview? He said, you go to the parties, right? And what they do, they motherfucking grab men by their joint. What did Terry Crews say they do? Did y'all see the new one about Cuban Gooding Jr.? He said, uh, the man... They said, well, they said the man said Cuban Gooden Jr. grabbing the body's joint. So shout out to Ali Vegas because we definitely was one of the founders of blowing the lid off of all this sexual harassment, all this crazy stuff that's going on in the industry. We told y'all about it first. We've been told y'all. And in the comments, they were saying y'all lying or people always say this when they can't make it or broke. When you broke, this is what we say. We fucking told y'all that. We told y'all. You know what I'm saying? We told y'all that. So shout out to Ali Vegas. That kid is very, very special. He's very, very talented. And um, that's my bro right there. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Ali Vegas for keeping it, you know, 100. And um, a lot of times in that interview, we wasn't giving y'all everything. All I kept saying was, watch what's about to happen because I we've been hearing stories. And a lot of times I didn't say people's name because... It's not up to me to make allegations against people if I wasn't the victim. You know what I'm saying? But I do hear stories about people being victimized. It's up to them to say something. Because if I say something, I have to say allegedly because it's not factual, because it didn't happen to me. So in saying allegedly, sometimes it makes it seem like gossip. All I was saying was watch what's about to happen. And as soon as that interview happened, pow, you know what I'm saying? Look what happened. It was a fucking floodgate. So shout out to Black Dot, who been telling people that's hip hop decoded. Black Dot. Shout out to Professor uh, to Professor Griff, been telling y'all. Shout out to many people who been telling y'all about this industry and the shit that goes on in this industry. Because it's, listen, watch when it hit hip hop. It's already hitting hip hop, but it's about to get crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's about to get crazy. And I'm thankful that no woman could ever say he sexually harassed me. He touched me. He did any of that shit. But that's another um, that's that's a, a, another conversation that needs to be had of what is sexual harassment now. And I think I'm going to have that with a female uh, because I think we got to fucking um, we got to really. Uh, you know, d- like decipher that. Cause to me, I'm going to just give y'all what I think. I think sexually, sexual harassment is unwanted advances and unwanted touching. I think when a woman says no, I think you just got to fall back. But when you're dealing with females and you're trying to, uh, you know, holler at them, sometimes you just got to keep trying to holler and eventually they give in. I think what you say and how you say it is what could be offensive, you know, because some dude's been trying to, you know, holler at a chick for four months. And then in the fifth month, she might say, let's go out or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So if you say, you know, because you got some um, DMs where dudes is probably like, yo, I eat your ass or some crazy shit. It, does that qualify as sexual harassment? Like, I, I don't know, because I don't do shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, first of all, I'm not eating nobody's ass. 
And I'm not going to send a fucking message talking about, you know, you look like you taste so good. Like, that shit is just crazy to me. Like, how the fuck you know how somebody tastes based on how they look? That shit just doesn't make any sense to me. You know what I'm saying? But um, this with me and um, me and Coco is going to have this dialogue on um, one thing. Um, listen, and um, let me address. I seen somebody put um, the Africa Bambada thing. First of all, uh, with the Africa Bambada situation, Star gets a lot of credit for breaking the story. He did break the story, but if Star could tell you. I definitely had a lot to do with pushing that story. It wasn't up to me to uh, continue talking about it to this day. Let me say something to y'all. And I just want this clarity on this. I'm glad somebody brought his name up so I could explain that I didn't stop the fight against Africa Bambada. I didn't stop that fight. But this is what I want y'all to understand. And maybe y'all understand this. Um, Africa Bambada has been accused of many things. He's never publicly admitted to doing anything, but people have said he did it. We called for a press conference because we were tired of defending him. I'm tired of defending hip hop. And people were saying, um, uh, uh, you know, people were saying that, you know, it's hip hop. So they automatically come to me or you a hip hopper, um, you know, so they, they come to me. Right. So. We called for the press conference, which I organized the press conference. Myself, Irritated Genie, Red Pill, um, organized the press conference. Um, We did the press conference. The press conference was come to us, speak to us because we're tired of defending you, you know, because everybody's asking us black media about what you are accused of. And we don't know how to uh, defend you, you know, so tell us what's going on. So we could say these accusations is not true. He didn't show. He went to Lisa Evers, I believe, instead of us. So that was a smack in the face to black media. So the situation was the reason why I have a platform where pedophilia is something. This is a news channel, right? I don't deal with the same type of news every day. I talk about different topics, different subjects. Um. What Poppy is doing is good for what he's doing. That's dope for his channel. That's his fight. I like what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? That's his fight. And I think more people should rally behind him in his efforts to bring awareness to pedophilia, uh, child molestation, anything harming a child. That's his fight. And that's dope. Um, But for me, my thing was to help Poppy get his word out there and to where he could build his platform and also get the courage to talk about it every day. Because if y'all really think about it, when you first saw Poppy, I think he was the lights, the moment he first talked about it. He was a little overwhelmed. Like if you really see the first few videos of Poppy, he still was a little teary eyed. He still didn't really grasp what was happening. Now I like the fact I feel like he got his confidence up. He got his speaking up. He got his uh, his bravery up even more. So where he's at today is dope. And that's what I felt like with my platform, giving Poppy a voice, was able to do for Poppy. So this is my thing. Um, my mother died from complications of lupus when I was two years old. Um, I was just born baby. I think she might have been sick. You know, I, I don't really know too much. But she might have been sick 
when when she you know conceived me or whatever um when I was being conceived she died when I was two years old uh from complications of lupus lupus affects uh the black community it uh it affects the the the, the Latino community um so that's something near and dear to my heart when I hear lupus and I think of people, you know, with lupus, I always just think about, you know, my plight and my mother, but I can't say that I'm going to start a channel on lupus and everybody should jump in on this channel because it's affecting the community and everybody should say, uh, you know, uh, everybody should be down with this and fighting this and that, you know what I'm saying? Because that's something that's near and dear to me, you know what I'm saying? So the only thing that I feel like Poppy might be doing wrong, she's expecting everybody to uh, be in that fight. But that fight is personal for him, just like lupus is personal for me. I can't say, yo, I'm having a lupus march and everybody should march with me. And if you don't march with me, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Or you march with me one day um, and you didn't march with me no more. So fuck you. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't I can't be like that. I just have to accept the fact that people stood with me. Um, and then they got other fights. You know what I'm saying? And and, and as black people, uh we have so many fights as black people. We have pedophilia, molestation that goes on within the community, but we also have drugs, we have drug addicts, we have police, we have the oppression. So it's so many fights, so everybody don't know how to fight a hundred fights. You know what I'm saying? My thing with Poppy and Ron Savage for me, Doggy Diamonds, was to say, yo, bro, I believe you. Um, I want to help you get your story out. Um, and it's going to be up to you to fight this fight. It's going to be up to you to be brave and go out there and fight. And I feel like... um. I, th I feel like Poppy is doing it. So I never want Poppy to think, and he knows that me and Poppy has a personal, you know, we have a relationship. I don't want Poppy to think that, I don't never want him to think that I abandoned him. But again, I have a channel that's a, a channel that uh, is broad. So I had that um, uh, on my channel and I have other things. And me and Poppy is going to revisit that because I don't know, even if y'all know at the end, even when nobody wasn't talking about it no more, I had them back and we still talked about it. I still talked to Ron Savage. I did another interview with Poppy. I never, you know, um, um, left the topic, but I do have to, you know, cover many other things, you know, and, and you, and you see people with their YouTubes. A lot of people deal with frivolous shit. You know, it could rain real hard and you motherfuckers that to get on there and be like, it's the esoteric rain. I don't be with all that weirdo shit. I don't feel like the need to talk about any and everything. You know what I'm saying? That's just not what I do. You know what I'm saying? I have a real life uh, and I do the knowledge a lot. You know what I'm saying? I, I sit back and I observe a lot. Even though I talk for a living, I pay attention more than I talk. That's why you have two eyes, two ears, and one mouth. If you do the math, two, two, that's four. You only got one of this. And when stuff come out of this, you can't take it back. You know what I mean? You can't take it back. So you have to really look. You have to really listen. And you really have to just really just sit back and pay attention before you start talking. So that's why a lot of times people be like, 
yo, man, speak on this and speak on that. I'd be like, nah, because I don't have enough information. And I'm not going to be somebody who just go out there just fucking talking because I got a mouth. You know what I'm saying? I don't have the information on that. I have to do my due diligence in figuring out what's going on with this topic and this subject before I just start talking because I never want to look like a fucking idiot. That's just me personally. I never want to look like a hypocrite. I never want to look like an idiot. And I never want to just sit there and just fucking talk about something. And I don't know what I'm talking about. So a lot of times, it is especially anything in hip hop, most of the shit in hip hop I already know about. A lot of things is going on, foreign and domestic. I've been to about certain shit. But again, I just like to observe. Observation is the key to gaining knowledge. You know, so, so I have a saying that's a, a well-known saying. You can't do five minutes of listening and 10 minutes of talking. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times I sit back and I just be listening. I just be observing. You know what I'm saying? I could come on here every day. I could do a live stream every day if I wanted to. But that's not what I'm about. You know what I'm saying? That's not who I am. I want to feel special when I'm with y'all. I don't want my, I don't want to wake up every day and motherfuckers just feel like, well, here you go. He's going live again. What is he going to talk about today? And I'd be like, you know what? Today I was walking down the street and this man, you know, that shit is dumb to me. And it is people who, who, who uh, do that shit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me take this quick break to ask you a question. Did you subscribe yet? Are you on SoundCloud? Slash Doggy Diamonds No Filter. Did you hit subscribe yet? Are you on iTunes? Doggy Diamonds No Filter. Did you subscribe yet? How you think you're going to hear this podcast on a regular if you're not subscribed to it? You got to subscribe so then you know the next one they drop. You just going to know. And did you go to the YouTube and subscribe to Doggy Diamonds TV? What the fuck you waiting for? How you think you're going to get all this banging content if you ain't subscribed to it? Fuck that word of mouth. Fuck somebody telling you. Know for yourself. Subscribe. This is Doggy Diamonds. And to everybody who subscribe, salute men, women, and child. All right, let's get back into this. But that's just not me. You know what I'm saying? That's not what I'm about. I'm in a crib. I'm reading. I'm an entrepreneur. According to society standards, I'm uneducated. Uh, I don't have an education. I don't have a piece of paper. So I'm fighting extra. I wasn't sanctioned in this business uh, of blogging, podcasting, and internet, YouTubing. I wasn't sanctioning this. You know what I'm saying? So it is a lot of people who are, who are fighting to keep me out of certain circles. So I just be sitting back and watching motherfuckers play themselves. And I just make my list of, okay, I got to fight this. I got to go through this. I got to go around that. And the fight is fixed. You know what I mean? The fight is definitely fixed. So a lot of times, um, I really just be sitting back and just paying attention. So for those who go live every day, for those who got topics, for those who engage with the people sometimes, salute to them. That's just not what Doggy Diamonds do. You know what I'm saying? I like going live. I walked all the way to my office to go live. I was going out. I had to, um, it's the first, as you know, the first of the month. Bills have to get paid. So I had to um, deposit um, uh, some some uh, money into the bank to pay bills. So uh, this is another office that I have access to. That's downtown Brooklyn. And um, so I just came and I said, you know what? Let me take my laptop, take my microphone, take my camera and um, just come down here and just just talk to the people. It's a Friday night. You know, um, many of us are homebodies. I know I don't rip and run the streets anymore. You know, I like to be home. I like to, uh, you know, 
your home is your castle is your safety net. Uh, and that's, that's really what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? You really have to, um, stay in the fucking house. You know what I'm saying? You go out, you handle your business, do what you got to do. But you know, the street life is not my thing. The being out in the streets is not my thing. I've been there. I did that. Many of my homies didn't make it. Many of my homies are incarcerated. Many of them are deceased. Um, so I don't want nothing to do with that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I like to just do things in the house. I'm a cooker. I like to steam my motherfucking, my, my, uh, my uh, Brussels sprouts and, and my peppers and my onions and cook, you know, and um, just really just sit back and just, like I said, pay attention. I, I like to talk to people on, um, you know, I, I like to really talk to people uh, on the Internet. I like to do different things, but I don't always have to go live. You know what I'm saying? I like to, um, uh, you know, engage people on my Instagram. I like to engage people on, um, you know, the Twitter, you know. I really fuck with people, you know what I'm saying? And one of my problems is that I don't know how to say no. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how to say no. Like anything people ask me, I always be like, okay. I'm not really a no person, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I don't really say no too much, you know what I'm saying? I, I believe everybody deserves um everybody deserves a chance. And um that's my problem. You know what I'm saying? Cause I do be giving people chances who were just fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I, I really like to, I just be like, oh, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? And, um, that's, that's, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's just crazy. But, um, you know, uh, I, I do believe everybody deserves a chance because at the end of the day, um, somebody gave me a chance, you know what I mean? And, um, I was a, young, bad motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really liked trouble. I really liked that shit. Like, I really... With music, music saved me from the streets because I found the love for music and I found the love for creating and I found the love of... uh, I, I found the love of channeling and funneling this extra aggression and this anger into something. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, hold on. Chris Russell says something about interracial relationship. Actually, I do. Um, myself and Brother Sankofa, we talked about interracial relationships. It's actually on the channel. Not too long ago either. It's in August. Look up an uh, August interview. We talk about interracial dating. But um, I found a way to funnel. So... One of my gripes that I have with the young dudes in music is that they're not using the frustrations of their life, their surroundings and their environment and funneling it through music um, and and um, getting it out. They're taking the music and making it their frustration in their life. So they're, they're glorifying drug use and certain things. Music is supposed to take you away from drugs. Music is supposed to take you away from extracurricular activity. Music is supposed to take you away from being destructive because creations and creating, it's almost like if you're an artist or you're a painter, when you paint, that's your expression, that's your art. When you, um, when you, uh, when you, when you fucking, um, when you do certain things, that's your expression, right? So a lot of times you're supposed to use that 
to get all of that shit out. You channel that into um to to uh to your art. But people are using their art and just keeping the bullshit going. And I'm confused. You know what I'm saying? Somebody said, don't talk about topics that divide people like interracial marriage. TL said that. Well, TL, TL, unfortunately, we are divided. So um, <laughs> what the fuck you want me to do? I didn't divide us. I didn't. I don't want us to be divided as a people. I don't want uh, to have racial issues. I didn't make this up, but I am a living testament of what's going on. And I do have a voice to speak on a, a, a mass platform to speak about it. I'm going to talk what's real and I'm not dividing anybody. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't I didn't do this shit. I didn't kidnap people and, and bring them to another continent and then tell them, you know, uh, that they wasn't shit. You know, fuck you steal us for. You know what I'm saying? I didn't do that. I didn't put anybody in situations where they were disenfranchised and underpaid and undereducated and under, you know, uh, communities were underdeveloped. I didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? You know what's funny, right? Projects, because I lived in the projects. Projects went from being called a projects. You know, you know what they call it now? They call them developments. They call them developments now. They don't even call them projects anymore. Look this shit up. They call it developments. What is a development? You know, so I deal with words and I deal with meanings of words and I look shit up and I be like, development? What the fuck is a development? It's either developed or it's not. What is the development? You know what I'm saying? Look, so look at words, look at terms, look at what they call people, look at how they uh, label you. You know what I'm saying? You have to really, you know, do the knowledge to a lot of shit. So, um, you know, I wish we wasn't divided. The only thing I do give hip hop, hip hop brings us together because the love of the music, you know, it could be uh, 400 white kids. It could be 500 black kids. And the love of the music just brings everybody together and party. I wish the love of the music transcended to everyday life in a sense of equality and opportunity. You know what I mean? Um, I think a lot of our opportunities uh, is definitely not the same as others. And it's been proven, you know, they had to make bills to give us equal rights and civil rights. But what they did was they included other people. You know what I'm saying? Um, they included other people in that. And um, the funny shit about it is that affirmative action helped white women more than it helped black people. Because funny thing about white men in this country they hate white women just as much as they hate black people because they had to put bills. Their own mother couldn't vote. You know what I'm saying? Like they had to make it to where their own mother can vote. Their own daughter, their own wife couldn't even vote. You know what I'm saying? They had to fight for equal rights like they was a minority. And this is the man that he go. I mean, this is the, the man that sleeps with this woman every night. This is the woman who birthed this man. And this man felt like the woman who birthed him didn't even have a voice in society where they could vote. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I don't feel like I'm dividing anybody. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
later, I don't feel like I'm dividing anybody. I feel like um, I feel like uh, via awareness and education. And I don't want anybody um, who who uh, who listen to me to take everything I say as word. I want people to do research because uh, a lot of people don't do research. We take it because he's an intelligent brother or she's an intelligent sister and she said it. It's true because I trust her. No, I want people to do research. I want people to really, really stop and, you know, just do your own research and figure shit out. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and figure shit out and do some investigation. Stop listening to these YouTubers. They tell you something and it sounds so good. Take notes. A lot of times I used to listen to a lot of um, Dick Gregory lectures, Dr. Khaled Muhammad, Dr. Amos Wilson, Dr. Claude Anderson, Dr. Ben, Dr. John Henry Clark, uh, um, Minister Farrakhan. Even I listened to some Dr. York stuff when, you know, his rare videos. I listened to a lot of stuff and I take notes and I like to fact check. I like to go and look and do research, Google, you know, books and different things and um. That's how you um you 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 learn, you know, because just because he said it, that don't mean that it's true. You know what I'm saying? You have to go and you have to uh you have to look shit up for yourself, you know what I'm saying? Because I can't regurgitate and just be a fucking uh, a parakeet or a parrot. I don't know which one it is. I can't be a parakeet, I'm gonna say parakeet. I can't be a parakeet and just uh repeat what somebody said, and then when people ask me to expound on what I'm saying, I can't. Because what I know is limited because I'm just repeating something. No, I have to be able to delve deep into the conversation and break it down to the simplest terms based off of what I know. Because the way I say something, you might not understand it that way. I have to be able to say something different in a different way to get you to understand. For example, when you speak it to a child or an infant, you're not going to talk to an infant or a child the same way you might talk to your peer because they don't have the, uh, the understanding um that an adult will have because they don't have the development in their brain and they don't have the experience or the, the, you know, the age to do certain things. So, you know, that's what it is. So, um, I, I'm about to get out of the hell out of here. I'm gonna get my hair cut tomorrow. I promise. Uh, shout out to everybody who's in the chat room. Doggy Dom is no filter episode 41. This is live and direct. This is out there for the people. All of y'all are part of Doggy Dom is, no Filter, episode 41. This will be live on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes tomorrow. So make sure you tell people you got a shout out. Listen to it. Let's show them this YouTube. I'm at the office downtown Brooklyn. Um, I'm in one of the conference rooms. Uh, y'all can see what's going on in here. Yeah, I'm in one of the conference rooms. We shoot a lot of my, my content here. Uh this is the homie. Shout out to yo, and also before I go, man, shout out to Robin Hood Productions. They do all the filming for me. It's two brothers that I put out an APB. Y'all, I need somebody to film for me, and they um responded, man, and we've been inseparable since then. So shout out to them two dudes. They from Brooklyn, Robin Hood Productions. When you see all my videos, you see that at the end, Robin Hood Productions. Two young black brothers. They have an artist by the name of Jay Moore, J A Y, um apostrophe m-o-r-e make sure you check him out um you know shout out to uh 
shout out to them, man, for for being very supportive and being down with the team. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's really it, man. And um, you know, shout out to everybody who've been supporting, man. Shout out to all the subscribers. Shout out to the listeners. Shout out to the people who share, who like, who fuck with me. I have so much shit in store for y'all. This journey, y'all remember me when I had 10 subscribers on this channel. Y'all remember me when I had three videos. And now we growing, we growing, we about to hit that 100K. You know what I'm saying? And y'all are a part of this journey. And I'm thankful to have so many of y'all a part of the journey. Overall, I get more, way more love than I get any hate or animosity. So like I said, I'm in a good mental space. I refuse to deal with you know people who show hate. I refuse to uh, engage with people. Every now and again, I kick a motherfucker in his ass when he talk crazy. But that's just not the time I'm on. You know what I'm saying? I'm on this time to show motherfuckers I'm not savage. I'm not bitter. I'm not angry. I'm not any of those things. I have my health. I have uh, my mental health is is very, very stable. Uh, My physical health is very, very stable. I just need a fucking haircut. You know what I'm saying? And uh, my relationships with my family, my relatives, and my loved ones is is very, very good right now. Um, That's all that really matters. You know what I'm saying? And when I walk around these streets, when I went to Atlanta, man, it was love from people. So as long as you're dealing with love and you're dealing with people that you can, you know, actually touch. Shout out to Supernova Sloan, too. This is the super mega greens in this water, too. That's why this water is green. It looked like... uh, it looked like goddamn um, Oscar the Grouch stuck his finger in my water. But shout out to Supernova Sloan. Make sure you get the Super um, Mega Greens. That's what this is in this bottle. I drink a bottle of this every day. You know, um, and shout out to Supernova Sloan. That's the homie right there. And I drink my greens every day. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I can't thank y'all enough. So sometimes when it just seems like I'm being uh, overly thankful, so what? I really, really mean that shit. You know, sometimes it makes you emotional. You want to shed a tear and shit because it's like people don't understand how you in your house and you uh, think of shit. And then you put those thoughts into effect and then everybody gets it. You know what I'm saying? And then so many people get it. You like, yo, man, I'm glad that y'all get it. I, I'm glad that y'all understand what I'm doing. Some people will take a while for them to come along, but eventually they come along. And um, people say, you know, you should be here, doggy, or you deserve this, or it should be you on Everyday Struggle, or I watch his podcast and that's really you. And I say, you know what? Everything is going to happen the way it's supposed to happen. You know, as long as I have the people, because this is a direct to consumer world right now. You know what I'm saying? I could directly talk to y'all. I don't have to go through other people. I directly talk to you. So we building together. We are a movement. Um, it's a lot of y'all who, who who's coming with me on this journey. Y'all seen it from the beginning, from Forbes DVD, Come Up DVD. Y'all seen it. Y'all watch me, you know, do a lot of shit. And in, in, in like a couple of months, y'all going to be like, holy shit, this dude was not playing. And that's really what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? No, I drink my greens every day. Super Mega Greens from Supernova Sloan. You know what I'm saying? So make sure uh, you, you know, fuck with this right here. Shout out to Conscious Sheep for the shirt. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
That's that's what it's all about. Forbes DVD still exists. Shout out to MREC. You know what I'm saying? He has MREC TV. Make sure you subscribe to that. That guy works very, very hard. Shout out to MREC. You know what I'm saying? He works very, very hard. And me and him been in business together for 10 years. We had some of the fucking craziest arguments, uh, some of the craziest disagreements. But, you know, he stayed down and I stayed down. You know what I'm saying? And that's really what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? You got to stay down with your brothers. You argue with your brothers. You fight with your brothers. But you stay down and, and you disagree to agree. And then, you know, we, we conquered the odds together and shit. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times when I see people say bad shit about Wreck, I be quiet because he could defend himself. But um, Wreck is definitely a good a good dude. You know what I'm saying? And um, sometimes I get mad that we had a little disagreement publicly. It should have never been public. You know what I'm saying? But that was my fault. And, you know, he could take some blame for that. And I could take a lot of the blame for that. But me and Rekka is good right now. You know what I'm saying? He has a project right now. Respect my respect my handle EP. Make sure you get that on all streaming services. Um, respect my handle EP is on uh, Spotify. It's on everything. You know what I'm saying? But make sure you subscribe to his channel, MREC TV. You know, he broke that story with Gene Deal about Puffy Bodyguard. You know what I'm saying? He definitely broke that. That's his story. You know, he definitely, and he ended up getting on A&E with it on um, Fox, you know, with Ice-T. So shout out to that man. Rep worked very, very fucking hard. And I watched him work hard for years. And he definitely doesn't get the credit and the accolades that he deserved. And he definitely put me on a, um, he definitely put in a, he definitely put me in a position to be out there in the public because, Rec was supposed to do all the interviews, but he was like, you know, um, I think you would be better at it. So just for him doing that alone, I took the ball and I ran with it. So he definitely was a, a coach that put me in the game. He put a lot of people in the game and he doesn't get the credit he deserves. So shout out to Rec. That's my partner for life. You know what I'm saying? Me and him, Forbes DVD, that shit is, uh, that shit is forever. You know what I'm saying? And um, we made history together. You know, we revived a lot of careers jump-started a lot of careers, saved a lot of careers with Forbes DVD. And we got a lot of shit going on with that website and with that brand that's being rebranded, retooled. And um, just shout out to Rec. I don't, you know, publicly uh, support him because he knows how I feel, but I got to let the people know that um, shout out to Rec. You know what I'm saying? He definitely is responsible for... A lot of things I do. And a lot of people don't know Rec was my artist. At, you know, he's still my, I guess he's my artist forever. I was his producer and he was my artist. And we did a lot of music um, together. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, one day we're going to do a project together. Uh, and that's dope. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Rec. Rec was the one, the reason why I'm on the Come Up DVD. And um, I don't, me and Jordan Tower don't speak. But Jordan Tower did a lot for me, too. So I can't really shit on him. I just didn't like some of the shit he did. But if it wasn't for Jordan Tower, I can't call Jordan Tower a culture vulture. Jordan Tower is not a culture vulture. I don't like when people call him a culture vulture because Jordan Tower is not a culture vulture. Jordan Tower contributed a lot to this game. Um, So I can't call him a culture vulture because somebody who put into this culture, how could you call him a vulture? When they create a shit, a vulture is somebody who watches what other people create and then they come live off that creation. A vulture 
AKA a buzzard is somebody who watches a lion or the hyenas get the kill and they sit back and watch the kill. And then they come pick off the scraps of the kill. And then a lot of times when you see the kill, you think that um, they did it. That's what a culture vulture is. And I can't call Jordan Tower a culture vulture. You know what I'm saying? So he definitely don't deserve um, that title. Maybe he does certain shit that you might not agree with. Uh, maybe he do certain shit that you don't um, like, but he definitely has his staple in hip hop that he definitely put his work in. He shot a lot of videos, man. He shot a lot of videos pre-World Star. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to Gully TV. I fuck with Gully TV too. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Gully TV. Me and him definitely have a great uh, rapport. Um, and Gully TV definitely puts in his work. And Gully TV tunes in what I do. And I tune in to what Gully TV does. You know what I'm saying? I'm more supportive. One thing I'm not is not a hater. A lot of people that... Uh, that y'all don't know, I help start a lot of shit they do. I just don't say nothing because it's not for me to say, I did this for him, I did this. That's an angry, bitter motherfucker. It's for motherfuckers to show their appreciation and say, yo, this man is really responsible for this and this man really did that. It's not for me to do that. So shout out, you know, um, you know, Jordan, you know, some people, you just might think Jordan is corny. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I don't think he doesn't try to be tough. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't try to be, he's just, uh, he's just Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, to, to, for certain people to know them is to love them and, um, or not like them. And it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. So, um, I'm in a shout out mood, uh, shout out to my cousin, Hell G in Atlanta. I went down there. He definitely picked me up from the, um, airport. You know what I'm saying? Um, show me around Atlanta a little bit. Shout out to Mel P, who I met in person. She's in the chat room in Atlanta. Shout out to the big homie Sutek, a.k.a. Jack. Shout out to Cambada. Shout out to uh, Black Panther Wear. Shout out to Pan-African Design, uh, who I wear a lot of their stuff. Shout out to Conscious Sheep. Uh, Shout out to a lot of people who, you know, really, um, you know, who really is a part of this Doggy Diamonds movement. And, um, you know, it, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to, uh, to, to uh, I dedicate Adams Inc. 71. And I'm going to end on this. This is very important. Uh, Adams Inc. 71 asked me, who did I dedicate my award to? I dedicated my uh award to my partner, Juzy, who got killed in 1993. Juzy was the first person that I could say believed in me, put his money, his time, and his effort in my skill. My skill in being a DJ, he got turntables, um, and, he, and he just, you know, made sure I always had access to turntables, and we got studio equipment together. That's the studio that Biggie recorded in, Little Kim recorded in, Little C's, Uncle Murder, Sean Price, Tech, Aguilar, uh, many people from Brooklyn. Uncle Murder, I don't know if I said him, recorded in. So I dedicated it to him because I don't talk about him enough because that shit just makes me super duper duper emotional. But he got killed when we were 17. He got shot in the head and, um, you know, he got murdered at 17. So, you know, 
as much traumatic shit I've been through, that was the most traumatic shit I've been through. So, um, you know, um, you know, uh, it was just dope that, uh, I got a chance to win some hardware and I remember just all the effort. And I remember, you know, I used to be stressed out, you know, I had a rough upbringing and I remember just going to his crib with his mother and, you know, his family and they just always made sure I was safe. And um, I remember him telling his mother, I don't care if I'm here or not, always make sure he has access to come in the house and do music. And um, it was like that even after he died, you know, I end up living there for, for years, even after he died. And I always had access to the equipment and always was able to do music. So, you know, I dedicate everything that I accomplished to him because he's definitely um, very instrumental in everything that I, that I, um, that I do and did, you know, to this day. And I was like my brother, my best friend, you know, um, the only time we wasn't around each other is when motherfuckers took showers and went in the bathroom. But other than that, we was inseparable. You know what I'm saying? When you seen him, you seen me. When you seen me, you seen him. And um, we was always together and just him getting killed. Like, I really wanted to commit uh, murder. I wanted to quit music. I wanted to go to jail for the rest of my life. I really wanted to just kill, you know, kill who killed him. Um, I really wanted to just, just murder. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really, really was just like, yo, he died. It's over for me. I don't give a fuck about life. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, I don't give a fuck about life. I don't give a fuck about nothing. Fuck everything. And you got to remember, I was a kid. I was 17 years old. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, yo, man, I don't give a fuck about nothing no more. They, they killed him. They killed my brother. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just remember just like that time in my life where it was just so dark, dark for me. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, I just didn't know how to, to cope and survive. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's a good thing that, you know, y'all see this tattoo on my arm, 927. It's a lot of my family who has this. Um, and it's a good thing for all of my family who, who have this. They kept me occupied. They kept me afloat. And they kept me focused on sticking to what we started out to do. So a lot of times people take my um, passion as anger, bitterness, and, and that, but it's really not that. You don't know my story of where I started in this shit. So a lot of times I am a little turned up because I'm like, yo, my homie died. My homie got killed. And all that he wanted is to see me glow. That's all, yo, this all this dude cared about was that I was good. So I feel like by spiting me and shitting on me, you shitting on him. And I take that very, very serious. I take that near and dear to my heart. You know what I'm saying? He got killed at 17 as a baby. He didn't have no children. You know what I'm saying? He, he got killed. He got murdered. He didn't die of old age. He didn't die of sickness. He didn't die in freak accident. Somebody shot him in the head. You know what I'm saying? At 17 years old. So a lot of times, yeah, I do be, I do be like on edge, but I've learned, um, you know, through growing and, and, you know, aging with wisdom, tired to cope with shit. But like many of us, um, sometimes we're a ticking time bomb behind the stress and the trauma. So we find ways to cope. You know what I'm saying? We find ways to uh, deal with trauma through art. That's what I was saying to y'all earlier. 
So that's why when I was making beats, I would go hard. I was going so hard making beats that the shit drove me like a little crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all I cared about was making beats. Uh, when I do interviews, sometimes that's all I care about. And I had to remember that, yo, it's a world outside of just being creative. But the creativity was distracting me from pain and trauma. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's why I, I'm so extreme. You know, sometimes when I walk, I might walk for four hours straight. You know what I'm saying? I might walk from Harlem to Brooklyn. I might walk from Brooklyn all the way to Harlem. I might walk in Queens for an hour. I'm so extreme because of the trauma. And I know a lot of y'all out there face a lot of traumatic things and, and have a lot of traumatic experiences. And we all have different coping mechanisms. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't sleep with 20,000 women. You know, I don't do uh, destructive things to deal with my trauma. I do things that's, uh, hmm, how could I say? I do things that keeps me occupied. I do a lot of thinking. I sit down. I spend a lot of quiet time. But my mind, you ever see the matrix? You ever see them lines going down? That's how my mind operates. You know what I'm saying? Like my shit is just always. And in those matrix numbers, there is code in there. That's how my brain is. You know what I'm saying? I'm always thinking of, uh, I'm always thinking of ways to create. I'm always thinking of ways to expand on different things. And, you know, that's, that's what it is. But, you know, if I, I'm going to be real with y'all. If I could give everything up I ever did in life to get my homie back, I'd give all this shit up. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't do none of this shit if I could just, you know, talk to him for two minutes. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, I would give everything up. I would give everything up. But um, that's not what life is about. And that's not the reality of life. So I have to deal with it. But I live with that shit a lot. A lot of times I never bury it, but I don't talk about it. I could talk about it now with y'all and still feel good um, and, and be in a good place. But um, uh, it, it still bothers me because sometimes I just wish like, yo, I want to say, yo, man, we did this. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes, I am a crazy chess player. You know, chess is this right here. But, um, you know, sometimes I just want to say to him, you know, and I, and I do talk to him, you know what I'm saying? Even though he's not here in the physical, I do talk to him and I just, you know, want, to, want him to say, you know, uh, I want him to see a lot of shit that I'm doing. And, um, you know, I just I be wanting people to be proud of me, you know, because um, that's all we want. You know what I'm saying? We want the respect and the love from our peers. You know what I'm saying? And um, that shit is tough. And, and he died in 1993. And that was, um, you know, uh, look how long ago that was. And that shit still feel like yesterday. You know, it, it just it's still um it still bothers me like it just happened yesterday because it makes you question religion. It makes you question, uh, makes you question everything. You know what I'm saying? And many of us don't deal with mental illness. Well, we don't deal with mental health. Well, we don't seek counseling. We don't seek, uh, help for our trauma. We do different things to cope with trauma. And most of the things that we do are very, very destructive. Um, and then we start hurting other people around us and we hurt ourselves also. So, you know, they have the saying, hurt people, hurt people. So what I did was to cope with my trauma, I'm creative. I like to create. I like to do things. Um, 
And then I also got help. I also went and talked to somebody. I went, I went to therapy. I went to see a psychologist. I did. And I just told him everything. And then when I, um, when that psychologist left that individual practice that I've gone to, I went to see somebody else. And I just told her everything. You know what I'm saying? I just told her everything that bothered me. And the main thing that bothered me was losing him. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just talked about it. You know what I'm saying? And I feel better talking about it. And um, for 17 years, you know, um, I had a brother. I had a friend. And I still got him. He's not here physically. But I, I think about the 17 years of just us just having fun as kids and, you know, saying, listening to Kate Capri and Doo-Wop and Ron G and us saying, yo, man, we want to make mixtapes and, you know, actually pursuing it and being kids and going to Sam Ash and buying equipment and doing all these things. You know what I'm saying? Like, just just remember that. And, and Poke from Trackmasters, Pokey, that's his name, Pokey. Pokey from Trackmasters coming to, to my crib and hooking the equipment up. And Pokey from Trackmasters going to um Sam Ash with me. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and uh, you know, helping me buy equipment. You know, track masters, the track masters. You know what I'm saying? Um, somebody said Tom Robb said, "Were you afraid after he died?" Um, I wasn't afraid. I I I didn't care about shit after he died. I really didn't care about anything. I was just like, I'm gonna die. You know what I'm saying? Like I really thought. I was going to die. I really thought my cousin, Tad, everybody know Tad. That's my first cousin. Um, he got shot. Uh, my other cousin, Blacko, got shot in the chest and the leg. My other cousin, Soup, got shot in the head. This is all around the same time. You know what I'm saying? Tad was a few years early, but Blacko and Soup got shot around the same time. And I just was just like, yo, I'm going to die. So fuck it. You know what I'm saying? And then when he died, I was like, yo, fuck everything and everybody. You know what I'm saying? I was like, fuck everything and everybody. And it just made me so angry that I used to just go outside and just beat people. I used to just beat people up for no ass reason. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I was uh I was uh 17, you know what I'm saying? I was 16, I was 15 years old, and just you know, my my homie Yaya, rest in peace to Yaya. Yaya got killed. He was 15. You know what I'm saying? Like he got murdered. And it's, you know, this is the people that I'm grew with. They was raiders. They was, you know, this is, this is my, my, my everyday dudes is, you know, and then, you know, we don't really deal with, you know, when you get old and somebody had a heart attack, it's like, you know, they were sick. They had, uh, they had a bad heart, you know, um, they, 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 uh, had cancer. They had, was diabetic. It's different, but to see one of your people shot, like, you know, shot, that shit is like, yo, they shot my fucking man. And when Tad got shot, he got shot right in front of me. Um, The person who shot him tried to shoot all of us. And we were so crazy and such full of adrenaline. When Tad got shot, we still chased the dude as he was shooting at us. You know what I'm saying? We chased him, you know, um, and... Uh, Tad is still alive. You know, that's my first cousin. We always together. You see us on a lot of live streams together. It was me, Tad, and Trife. And, um, you know, shit was just so crazy that, you know, we, 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 we get numb to this. So when death happens and when people in the hood get shot, 
that's where that, oh, niggas get shot all the time. Nah, that shit is not normal. It's not natural. And we cannot normalize death. We cannot normalize murder. We cannot normalize crime in the hood. That is not normal. We can't take these things and say, that shit happens all the time. What's the big deal? You know what I'm saying? That shit is not normal. It's not normal. It's not okay. You know, so a lot of times when I see violence and shit, I be like, yo, man, y'all chill. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got to fucking chill out. You know what I'm saying? There was some major shit going on in my neighborhood between two different sides. I lived on both sides. You know what I'm saying? Live on both sides. And what I did was I went and I said to both sides, yo, y'all got to chill. Off the strength of me. You know what I'm saying? If y'all look at me as an OG, as as a y'all OG, do this for me. You know what I'm saying? Do this for me. And I got a ceasefire going on in, in, in my neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's what it is. Big up to Trife Gangster who go around doing that. Big up to, to Blizz, East New York. That's the dude who's the OG who was speaking about Meek Mill who's on the channel. Big up to him. He goes around the neighborhood stopping gun violence. There's a lot of us out in these communities stopping shit. That's why we so passionate. That's why sometimes we seem so angry because we been through some shit and, and I be feeling like motherfuckers is playing. And I'm not the person that you should be playing with if you see I'm so passionate and so real about real life shit. Now we all got our joking moments where we play. I show my joking side on the beef from broccoli. Sometimes I'm on here. I show my joking side. But shit is real out here in these streets. We're being gentrified. We're being displaced. We did So much is happening to us. And you got motherfuckers that's playing. And, it, and it's just not a time to play. You know what I'm saying? It's a time to laugh, joke, enjoy yourself. And then when we having serious dialogue and we having shit, that's traumatic to us, and we talking about situations that's fucking with us, let's get real, let's get serious, and let's start healing because we all have scabs that just never heal. And, and like every other day, we just keep picking the scab off and it just keeps bleeding. And we just keep doing this. And every time it heals a little bit, we rip the scab off. And a lot of time that shit is self-inflicted or we letting somebody else peel the scab off. We have to find a way to heal from a lot of shit. And it's tough because we are thousands of years behind in the race, but we have to find a way. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, for me, that's why I'm so passionate about the Doggy Diamonds brand. That's why I'm so passionate about how people react because I'm doing this shit for my dead homies. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing this shit. Like I said, my fucking brother got murdered. And if I, one day, I, I think I did before, but I'll tell you the story how he got killed and how I found him dead. You know what I'm saying? So that shit is visually, you can't unsee shit. See, you can't. I have, everybody who knows me know I have a crazy memory. Like my memory, that's why when y'all see me do interviews, y'all notice I never have no notes in front of me. I never have a piece of paper and we can do an interview and keep it. And there's no dead air, no dead space. That's because my brain works a different way. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. You know, thanks, you know, to my genetics, my, my mother and my father. But um, people really, really died for so many of us to live. So in my life, when I feel like people are playing, I just take it as disrespect. And I be fucking on, I be on go. I be like, yo, man, I be on go. You know what I'm saying? So uh, 
a lot of times, that's why a lot of times it seems like I'm fucking angry. You know what I'm saying? But I'm really not. I'm really a, a fucking, I, I have fun a lot, but I just feel like it's a time and a place for everything. And I just feel like when I talk to y'all, sometimes I have to be a little serious because everybody else, it seems like in society is playing. I feel like a lot of times, a lot of people are taking this shit for a joke and everything is so entertainment and everything. And then um, we're in a situation where, yo, it's real shit going on and nobody wants to talk about the real shit because once you talk about real shit, you get put in that hotep box. And the funny shit about the hotep box is that they take one of our ancestral, one of our ancestral greetings and put it on us like it's something bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you a hotep nigga. Like, you're going to take our, uh, one of our ancestral greetings and bastardize it like we should run away from something that's our ancestry. You know what I'm saying? If I'd rather be hotep than a fucking sucker or a coon or a weak ass bitch dude. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather be a hotep. You know what I'm saying? Because hotep is a great greeting. You know what I'm saying? And or they, you get put as a black power dude or, you know what I'm saying? They, they take things that we hold near and dear to our heart and things, and then they make it something derogatory. And then Hotep is equivalent to like nigger, N-I-double-G-E-R. You know what I'm saying? So now we start saying, you know, I don't want to be a Hotep. Now, I ain't one of these Hotep niggas. Oh, I ain't on this black power shit. No, it's nothing wrong with you coming into the vein or coming through the vein of your ancestors who was in the bowels of ships for three, four months. Some of them didn't make it and they're here so you could be here. Don't never run away from that. Always salute that. Kwame Ture, AKA, no, Stokely Carmichael, AKA Kwame Ture, came up with the term black power and he was a freedom fighter. So anybody who came and fought for us to have some of these uh, words and these platforms to speak, because when they spoke, you know, um, when they spoke, they were very articulate and they were strong and they went out there and fought, you know what I'm saying, um, on the front lines of a lot of things. So at the end of the day, we should never feel ashamed and never let them take our ancestral greetings, terms, names, and make us feel like we should be ashamed to come in the vein of our ancestors. You understand what I'm saying? Don't never feel the same. So if somebody want to call you a hotep nigga, take the nigga out. Yeah, I am a hotepper. I'm a hotepper. I'm a black power dude. I'm everything that my ancestors was. And hopefully one day I'll be looked at 1% of the greatness that they did. Hopefully I will achieve that up here and in my um, physical actions, you know what I'm saying? So don't never ever feel like you fucking uh, should be ashamed to, to, to uh, walk in the, the steps of your ancestor, whether it's Dr. Khaled, whether it's Malcolm X, whether it's Honorable Elijah Muhammad, whether it's Marcus Garvey, whether it's Imhotep, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's uh, any of uh, Noble Drew Ali, whether it's any of our uh, ancestors who put on, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King, even though many people have, you know, different misconceptions about him, that's for you personally, you know, you take what you want to take from. But any of our 
Dr. Amos Wilson. I could go on and on and on with our ancestors because a lot of times we don't speak about our ancestors. We speak about five of them, but it was a conglomerate of our ancestors who worked hard for us to even be on YouTube having dialogue. You know what I'm saying? We are, do you, you know, you got to really think about this shit. And I know this shit started on some camera on the May shit, but y'all going to hear this shit today. At one point, it was illegal for us to know how to read. And we just take that shit for granted. Like reading, the fact that we can read these words, the fact that you can type these words, they didn't want us to ever know how to do this. You know, and the fact that we can read, you know, is crazy because they didn't want us to read. So now look at us. We're able to read. We're very, you know, we're able to articulate I'm a ninth grade dropout, dropped out of school in ninth grade. So to society standards, I'm uneducated, you know. So when they look at an individual like me on piece of paper, I am a dropout. I'm uneducated, you know, but that don't mean that I don't have education. I just don't have society's education and I don't have the education or the fake validation by people that can't validate me anyway, because only people who could uh, validate me is my people. You know what I mean? You can only be validated by your peers. Other people can't validate me. And I validate myself. And not only do I validate myself, I'm validated by people who love me and care about me. You know, so I don't care about who somebody who don't give a damn about me tell me about me. You know what I'm saying? You don't love me anyway. So what you say about me don't fucking matter. And I think we care too much about what people who don't love us say or think. People who don't love me or who don't care about me, I don't care what you think or say, because if you love me and care about me, you're going to keep it real with me. You're going to help me. You're going to heal me. And you're going to, whether I stand or I fall, you're going to be with me anyway. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of times people want to see you fall because they see something in you that they wish they had in themselves. And they don't know how to have the courage and the bravery. Going back to what I said about um, Poppy. He has the courage and the bravery to talk now, although we might not um, agree with everything he say. But the fact that he's not the timid, bashful boy who got molested. Now he's the man that say, yo, you did this to me. Fuck that. That is the most courageous shit you ever could do, because we all have been victimized by something, even if it, it wasn't molestation. Shit, mental abuse is tough. Dealing with death, we all are victimized, especially being in this country. We've been victimized by something. So the fact that we're able to have the courage to say, fuck that, I'm not a victim of anything, but a survivor of many things. And that is my way of dealing with everything. I am a victim of nothing, but a survivor of many things. I'm not a victim. I'm a survivor. I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot. I'm going to go through more things. I'm going to see more things but I'm not going to let it victimize me. I'm going to survive it and I'm going to get through it. And that's how I cope with so much shit. That's why I get up every day. That's why I get the fuck up every day and just bust my ass. That's why I, I be like, yo, man, they can't stop me. Look how much roadblocks y'all throw in my way. You think with your little bullshit ass podcast network, you think your little bullshit ass uh, TV network, me not being on that is going to stop me? You can't stop somebody like me. I'm unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. You know why? Because I refuse to let you win 
and stop me in anything. So you know what? Fuck your podcast network. Fuck your TV show. Because I'm a direct-to-consumer individual anyway. I get to talk directly to the people, and you don't control who the fuck I talk to. You know what I'm saying? One thing, you can't control me. I'm not a person that can be controlled because you're not wise enough, intelligent enough to control me. And why do you want to control me? Now, it's a situation where we all do need structure. We need discipline. And we do have to fall under certain chains of commands when you're in an army. But you're not a fucking army. You just want to control me. You want to control what I say. You want to control what I do. You want to control how the information that I put out. And I refuse to let you do that. So fuck that. I can't be under your shit. I don't want to be under your shit. Because the minute you try to censor my words, you try to censor my thoughts, you try to censor my actions, you try to censor how I convey my message to my people, fuck you. I don't need to be under you. Because I'm going to talk real to my people at all times. Many times I say shit, it, it don't, it ain't warm and fuzzy. But a lot of shit we going through ain't warm and fuzzy. It's real. So I like to speak uh, on the real, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm just like y'all. I put on my pants. One, I sweat. I, I piss. I, I eat. You know what I'm saying? I, I take shits. I do laundry. I'm just like y'all. I'm no different from anybody. I always say this. Respect to the men and women who got nine to fives. Respect to, it's Friday. Hope y'all having a good time out there. Uh, make sandwiches. I don't eat sandwiches. I don't eat bread. But, um, you know, uh. I'm just like y'all. Drink water. Got my super mega greens and shit. I've been talking for a while and didn't take a sip. But, um, you know, I'm just like y'all. You know what I'm saying? And my thing with my people is upliftment. Fuck that. We've been down for so long. Fuckers we staying down for. Why are we staying in this downtrodden a victimized mind state and keep saying, they doing this to us. We got to do this. You know what? Fuck that. You know what? Okay, look, this is what we're going to do. We come into this place. They think that that table is the cool table because they got this. They got a podcast network. They got a fucking uh, a television network. They got sponsorship. They got that. That's the cool table. Oh, and we can't sit at your table? You know what? Fuck y'all table 10. Fuck y'all table 10. I'll take everything on y'all table and smack all that shit off the fucking table or I'll flip y'all table over. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to start a new table with people like us. Fuck y'all table. Because enough of this dictatorship of how we got to act, how we got to walk, how we got to talk, how we got to be on our best behavior, how we have to always be smiling and putting on a... a you know, stand like this when we when we before them, but then when we around each other, we mean mugging and acting ignorant with each other. But when we get around them, we wanna, yeah, hi, sir. How's I don't even know how to fucking talk like that. When I talk, I talk how I talk, no matter who I'm talking to. The only time I use discretion in my language and my actions is when I'm talking to children and I'm talking to my elders. Other than that, in between, fuck you. I'm gonna talk how I'm talk, I'm gonna use fucking profanity. If I feel like it, if I don't feel like it, I won't. But I can talk. I could be very articulate and talk for three hours without cursing. But one thing I will not do is not stand before these motherfuckers and be, yeah, you know, you know, uh, I ate it and it was, you know, my palate felt like, I'm like, what the fuck type of words is this? You know, what, what are you using these words for? Do you use those words around your people? Do you get on the phone with your homie and be like, 
Can you hold on for a minute, sir? You don't do that shit. So why are you doing that shit for them? Fuck that. I'd be like, yo, what's good? Because believe it or not, right? They love you for that. They want to emulate you. They jealous of that shit. They love that shit. They want that shit. Everything you fucking do, they will take it, bastardize it, sell it, and package it, and then act like they created it. So never change who you are because they love that shit. They jealous of that shit. They jealous of that shit. I'm telling you, they jealous of that shit. They wish they had bass in their voice. They wish they could be, you know, they wish they uh, had muscle tone. They wish they could sit in the sun and tan. They wish they could do a lot of shit like us. You know what I'm saying? And we keep stifling and 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 uh, fucking ourselves up and living ourselves and our natural ability to try to appease them when they really want your shit. They told you, you know, when I was young, I used to get teased because I had big lips. I used to get teased because I had a big nose. I used to get teased by, you know, they used to tease me. You know what I'm saying? They used to be like, yo, you got big lips. And I'm like, well, motherfucker, you ain't got no lips. So now, what are they doing? They're getting lip injections. They're tanning themselves. They're doing everything like us. And this is nothing that, you know, nobody ain't ever said. People said that before. So this is, I'm not reinventing the wheel. But I'm just saying, the things that you were taught to hate about yourself, the things that you were taught to stifle and put a mask on about yourself, they really want to be like that. They wish they could dance. They wish they could walk and have a fucking swag with they walk. They wish they could wear their hat a certain way. They wish they could do certain shit. They wish they could have a goatee. They wish they could do a lot of shit like you. And you are stifling yourself and you are taken away from your greatness thinking you should appease them while they sitting back like, damn, man, look the way his fucking mustache connects. You know what I'm saying? Simple shit like that. They're sitting there like, damn, look how big his fucking afro can grow. And you sitting there, you know, they're like, damn, look how her hair can be braided. She has kinky hair. Look how her hair can be braided. And you're sitting there doing all this shit to yourself to mask what's beautiful about you because they made you believe what's beautiful about you is ugly. But at the same time, they're really jealous of that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you just in your, in your natural state. And then how you are around your people, you know, like I said, I'm only, I only speak a certain way around children, babies, and elders. If you are my age group, you're going to hear some fucking cursing. You're going to hear some shit because that's just how I talk. That's how I am. But if I'm around somebody who's older than me, uh, I talk a certain way when I'm around children and babies. I talk a certain way. I am, you know, because you got to handle kids. You got to handle children a certain way. Again, they're not developed enough to be able to deal with certain shit. Um, and um, that's really it. You know what I'm saying? So, again, look at life like this, man. You're not a victim of anything, but you're a survivor of many things. The things that you've been through, it might have killed you uh, 
emotionally, spiritually sometimes, but you didn't die physically, right? Um, but sometimes when you die mentally, physically, you start to deteriorate. You either can become overweight. I was a living testimony to that. You can be underweight. You could be the right weight, but unhealthy. You know, because people put a lot of uh, things on weight, of whether you're big or you're small. A person could be 160 pounds and be unhealthy. Their liver could be falling out because they drink all the time um, or different things. And then some people could be 300 pounds and have good blood pressure. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's all on you. Just, just right here, like, you got to really get this up here on, you know, on track, untracked, and just really, really uh, go on your path. Your path is your path. I didn't want to be like anybody in my neighborhood because my neighborhood, uh, I seen motherfuckers that was just criminals. And I used to be like, um, I used to want to be like Molly Maul, Pete Rock, and Ralph McDaniels. But my neighborhood produced so many stars and so many people that contributed to uh, the entertainment industry. So I'm so happy to be from my neighborhood. I'm so happy to be a product of my neighborhood. Uh, but I didn't really have OGs that was telling me certain shit. They would say go to school, but fuck that. But then they also told me, yo, don't walk with the gun on your hip. Go buy a pair of sneakers. Take the sneakers out the sneaker box and put the gun in there and walk around with a with a Vim's bag or a S and D's bag or it was Simon's at the time or a Jeans Plus bag. Like you just brought a new pair of sneakers, but keep the gun in there. You know what I'm saying? They taught me shit like that, street shit. And growing up now, and I see the little dudes grow up now. I don't want to teach them shit like that. I don't want to tell them shit like that. I don't want to tell them how to stay out of jail, but still continue criminal activity. I want to show them not to be criminals. You don't got to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I have um, more opportunity as youth because y'all have the internet. So you have information at your disposal, at your hands. Anything that you want to learn, you can find out right now for me. I had to uh, work so goddamn hard to find shit. I had to go to the library or I had to go to a homie's house who might have had um, encyclopedias. You know, um, it's different. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's different for some of us. But y'all have this, you know, so y'all have all of this uh, information at your disposal and y'all can use this shit to be great. You know, I learned how to make chicken fried rice off YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Because we go to a Chinese restaurant and you ask for an extra duck sauce and they be like, quarter. I'm like, yo, you going to charge me a fucking quarter for one more duck sauce? Put that duck sauce up there and I'm banging you for that shit and I'm walking out. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that. I ain't giving you another quarter. So I said to myself, you know what? I'm not buying no fucking extra duck sauce. I'm either going to steal it when you put it on the counter. Or I'm going to learn how to make my own chicken fried rice. So I went on YouTube and I learned how to make chicken fried rice. And I'm like, damn, this shit tastes better than a goddamn Chinese restaurant with, with less sodium, with less bullshit in it. Because I know what I put in my food. You know, so y'all have information at your disposal. I hate when people say to me, yo, how do you? And I'm like, are you fucking serious? 
With all, so you use your phone for social media. You don't use it to learn anything. You use it to text. You use it to say who you're not fucking with. You use it to make stupid memes all day, but you don't use it to educate yourself, enlighten yourself, and build. You don't use it for that. That's what this shit is for. This is an information highway. You walking around with fucking seven, $800 uh, computers in your hand. You're connecting to motherfuckers Wi-Fi. So you mean to ask me, you ask me what my Wi-Fi is so you could get on Snapchat? I'm not giving you my fucking Wi-Fi. Fuck you. All that shit can wait. You need to start going on this shit and learn this shit. Every day I Google something. Every day I watch some type of YouTube video that could um, teach me something that I didn't know or refresher. Because sometimes we do know things. In a supreme mind, you know a lot. It just has to be unlocked. Because a lot of times you know how you know stuff and you say, oh, shit, I fucking knew that shit. But you have to get uh, refreshed on certain things. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like um, taking a refresher course when you, you, know, you graduate from certain schools and certain educational places. And then you have to go back and you have to take a refresher course because you know it, but you have to be refreshed on it. You know, so... Um, with, with that shit, that's what I use YouTube for. Like, I know how to code everything you ever seen, all the footage you ever seen on Doggy Diamond TV. Do you know I edit everything from every text, from everything coming in, the words? I do all of that shit myself. I didn't go to fucking school to learn how to do all this shit. You know what I'm saying? I learned it on YouTube. I watched tutorials. I can take a, a whole fucking studio and take it apart and put it together, studio equipment. People was always amazed by that shit. People used to call me and say, remember at one point back in the days when you had a TV, getting picture in picture on your TV was difficult. I don't know if people know that shit. Picture in picture was not easy to put on your TV. I used to know how to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? I used to know how to do picture in picture on a TV. I used to know how to set the VCR to, uh, I used to know how to set the VCR to uh, record. Because now you got DVR, but at one point you have to, have to learn how to set the VCR to record it. I used to know how to do all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Just because I used to just really, really, um, you know, really just just uh, um, ban that individual for me, please. You know what I'm saying? My job, homie, is to help people like you. But the problem is you cannot be taught because you are uncivilized. So if sci-fi or somebody in the room can take dude, I'm not even going to say his name because you get no light, and ban him for life. I want him banned off everything for life. But anyway, back to regularly scheduled programming. Um, tomorrow, I think I shall get myself a haircut. I shall go to the gym. I shall enjoy life. I hope y'all have a good Saturday. I hope y'all... Um, Read some books, drink some water, mind your goddamn business. And um, that's really it. So uh, I salute y'all. Um, thank y'all for tuning in. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm about to go home. I think I'm going to play Call of Duty. I'm going to shoot little white kids for calling me nigga on Call of Duty. I'm going to shoot them in the video game. And um, I thank y'all for joining me. So again, if you don't... Uh, Follow me on social media. Make sure you do at Doggy Diamonds, D-O-G-G-I-E-D-I-A 
M-O-N-D-S, on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. On Facebook, I have a personal page. I'm under my real name, Gregory Lewis. That is my real name. That's the name my mama gave me. It is what it is, Gregory Lewis. If you look, it's my baby picture. That's my own default picture. So if you want to become my Facebook friend, you could be my Facebook friend. If you want to be uh, my Facebook fan page, which I don't like to call y'all fans because that's kind of whack, but my Facebook, that page, you could follow that. It takes all the videos and content that goes on Doggy Diamonds TV and it goes on there. So um, uh, if you want to you know, support that, you can support that. I also have a website that sells T-shirts and snapbacks. I'm about to put scullies on there and sweaters uh, called shop.doggydiamonds. No, shop. Yeah, shop.doggydiamondstv.com. But if you go on doggydiamondstv.com, the actual website, you can see the shop button. You can buy some snapbacks and some T-shirts from me. Um, I I thank you in advance. Uh, If you want to donate, to what I'm doing. Again, I do all of this by myself. No um, corporate sponsors, no uh, people with a hand up my back telling me what I can and can't say. That's why I could talk to y'all freely. Um, I have a Patreon page. I also have a link in the description. Uh, PayPal, if you want to donate, could be a dollar, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Somebody said I need my own shades and glasses line. You are absolutely right. You know, people make a big stink about wearing my glasses. I wear my glasses all the time because I really like them shits. You matter of fact, hold on. They're always here. I have many pairs of glasses though, but um, these are my favorite. So uh, here we go. So uh, I have my own glass. You know, my own glasses. I need to make. I need to make my own glasses line. That's what I meant to say. But you know, I was thinking out loud. So um, I'm gonna work on that. Uh, get my own glasses line. Um, and, or if, if it's a black business, black business owner who you know have shades, tell them to send me some shades and um, I help promote their shades. You know what I'm saying? That's how I like to do. I wear all black clothing designers and everything I do. Y'all know that. So if it's a black, if, if, if somebody out there is seeing this and spread the word, if it's a black clothing designer or a black designer or a black merchant who has a shades line, Send me some shades. Um, we could let's get this money. You know what I'm saying? Let's get this money. So um, anybody wanna uh hit me up for business? The email is info at doggy diamonds tv. Info at doggy diamonds tv. So uh that's what it is. No, this is gonna be live on YouTube. So again, thank y'all um for tuning in. Thank y'all for rocking with me. Um we talked about Cameron. We talked about so much shit tonight. Um, and, I, and I thank y'all for rocking with me, um, as always. I appreciate y'all. I'm out of here. Doggy Diamonds. Peace. All right, all right. I got to get the fuck out of here. Thank you for listening to Doggy Diamonds No Filter Podcast. If you like this podcast, make sure you share this. Spread the word. Talk about it. Argue with me. I don't give a fuck what you do. Leave a comment. This is Doggy Diamonds. I'm out of here. See you on the next podcast. Peace. Did this. Doggy Diamonds did this.